Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back to Literally Can't Even. Mm. After an accidental hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> um, we both did finish a book. Finally. And it's called Kate in Waiting by Becky Albertalli. Um, and yeah, I loved it. What about you? <laughs> I thought it was really cute. I felt almost a little old to be reading it, honestly. Like, I don't, like, it's funny because, <laughs> like, I related to it so hard. Like, it was so nostalgic for me, like, being a high school theater kid. But at the same time, it was a long time ago. And, yeah, it just felt like, it felt very young, which is weird because Becker, Becky Albertalli is, like, a solid 10 years older than I am. Yeah. Oh, she... Oh, wait. Should I say she lives near you? She does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's okay. okay. She... I don't want to just like... <laughs> Atlanta's a big place. Reveal where you it's live fine. or anything. <laughs> Atlanta's a big place. Yeah, I mean, that's cool yeah. too. Although this was set in like a suburb that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. But, um, like with um, Simon and Leon the Offbeat, it was really fun like reading about the area that I live in. And I read them when I was pretty new to Atlanta, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, so for everybody out there, we kind of talked before this and we don't have many talking points for this book. So we're kind of just going freestyle. Right. It was pretty, um, uh, pretty straightforward. I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't feel like people are going to have like strong opinions about this book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either for them or it's not. Um, but we are both fans of Becky Albertalli, so we can talk about her a little bit and, um, eventually get into like spoiler territory. Although I will say this book is so predictable <laughs> that like really once you're like 50 pages in, I can guarantee you know how it ends. Mm-hmm. And this thing's like 400 pages long. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have a, um, a rating? Do you want to read it real fast? So, okay. Take this with a grain of salt because I'm trash for Becky Albertalli. But I gave this five stars. Sure. It was like one of the easiest five stars I've given this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would say four. I would say four. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it just wasn't as, like, like groundbreaking as the other ones. Or, like, I, I don't know what I mean, you know? Like, it's obviously got... Um, no, it is, it is a lot less, like... Um, I don't know. It doesn't have such like a strong message as the other ones. Right. Yeah, that's a good way you to know. put it. And it's not it's not quite as emotional. Like it's just kind of like yeah. teen stuff instead of like real heavy like yeah. identity things. Like there definitely is um I guess queerness, you know, there are several um LGBTQ plus characters, but none of them are the main character. The main character is just like a a white teenage girl um yeah but and yeah i don't know no i see that um i mean honestly one of the big like factors of me giving it five stars was i've been in a slump for a couple months and this is like the first book to come along that actually like made me excited to read Mm -hmm. and i actually was able to read quite a bit like i read this book in like five days Mm -hmm. but like, I think three of those days I didn't even pick it up. Sure. So, like, I, I really just, like, went through this book and had a fun time. And I don't know. Sometimes you just need good books like that. I think if I wasn't in a slump, I would 
have probably given it four stars. Sure. Yeah. I um, was like on a roll when I read it. Yeah, you were reading a lot. <laughs> I was. Um, <laughs> and it was like, I really, I really did enjoy it. You know, it was a fast read for me too. And it was really fun. Like I said, it made me feel very seen <laughs> in a way that was like yeah. maybe just a little embarrassing. Well, when I, when I learned that it was about theater kids, I was like, oh my God. Well, one, Becky Arbortelli has like written about theater kids in like almost every book she's written. Yeah, for sure. But like, I was like, like, uh, Lily is literally going to relate to Kate. <laughs> right. I really like, did. Crazy. I really did. And like this, is, <laughs> there's this part of the book where she talks in detail about learning the somebody to love scene from Ella Enchanted <laughs> and being obsessed with it and performing it at a talent show. And I felt that so hard because I was obsessed with that movie. <laughs> I learned the song not from Queen, but from that movie. And I wanted to be just like her, and Hathaway was, like, my role model. I did not perform that song at a talent show, but I most certainly performed mm. a song at a talent show that was embarrassing and oh. mortifying. <laughs> and, what song did you perform? Um, It was um, <laughs> Stand By You, but, like, the Carrie Underwood version. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was not pretty. I, and I was, like, in sixth or seventh grade, but, yeah, bad. So, yeah, if I felt very, like, oh, I totally was like that, you know, when I was in high school. I'm like, oh, man, See, I really was like that. I kind of felt the opposite. I really don't think I was able to relate to any characters in this book. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I could have potentially related to one of the side characters, like uh, Brandy or what's the other girl's name? Raina. Raina. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could have potentially related to one of them, mm -hmm. but... I don't feel they were fleshed out whatsoever. Right. I even so. felt like um, Anderson, the like best friend, really was not like fleshed out no. very much. No. Oh, we should probably say what this book is about. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kate is obviously the main character. Kate is the Kate in waiting. And um, her best friend in the whole world is named Anderson. And they have this thing. Thing where they have mutual crushes. So Kate is um, heterosexual and her best friend Anderson is gay and they like to have crushes on the same boy so that they can like bond over it and talk about it and see who talks to him first and see who, you know, um, gets, gets to things first with him basically. But they kind of both keep them at arm's length. You know, they never make anything of it um and they tend to develop these at like camp they go to the same yeah, summer camp like over summer yeah. right so it's it's got like a little prologue at the end of camp where they've got this really cute guy matt who is a year older than them and you know they go to camp far away from where they live and then they leave camp, they show up for the first day of school, and oh my gosh, Matt has moved and is now <laughs> going to their high school. And so then they find themselves, like, you know, faced with this person who, you know, is real to them again, and they're kind of competing, and like, they don't really yeah. know how they feel about it. Like, they set some ground rules, but at the end of the day, they're kind of just like, whoever dates him first right like whoever ties that knot first gets him like they they said and they can't be and they can't be bitter about it right they set ground rules like two or three times and then immediately break them every time yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. And then so they so they are Anderson and Kate are super super close, and then they have two other friends, Brandy and Raina, who seem like they're super super close to each other, but then they're kind of like all yeah. a friend group. And then also this is all tied in with them being to all of them together in the school musical. Which is, Which is Once Upon a Mattress. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea if that was a real or fake play. It sure is real. But yeah, yeah. somebody commented and I was like, like I, I questioned, I was like, what is this? And they were like, oh, it's from like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't know it whatsoever. It's it's like It a, just sounds so fake. It's like a, uh, <laughs> you would know it if you were a theater kid because it circulates in the schools and the community theaters because oh. it's kind of like a, it's like a fantasy fairy tale type thing, but not super like um so, like effect heavy or anything like that um it's kind of like maybe off brand into the woods a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well they did say in the book that their theater department rotates through like the same two sets of costumes <laughs> yes yes they either have what did they say 50s or medieval which is yeah. hilarious <laughs> because again i felt that so hard my one and only musical that I did as a theater kid was called Happy Valley High, which was a Grease knockoff. Like, it was set oh. in the 50s and stuff. But why can't they just do, like, actual Grease? Does it just cost money? Yes. So you have to, whatever play you do, you have to pay royalties for it to, like, use the property. Oh. And popular shows are, like, way more expensive. And that, of course, comes out of your budget. So you've got to find one that you have costumes for, that you can make costumes cheaply. Plus, you've got to pay the royalties. Plus, you've got to do the set. And, yeah, all that stuff. Interesting. So yeah, they're doing this play, and then also off to the side, Kate's acquaintance Noah mm-hmm. starts like making moves. Right. So Kate, uh, Noah is friends with Kate's brother Ryan, so he's like always around. Yes. Yeah, and then it's off. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, and also, so Anderson, the the best friend, is in theater class with Matt, which is a leg up that. Kate doesn't yes. have. But then Kate's mom is besties with Matt's mom. Yeah. So then so, they were brought together that way. Yeah. It, basically, Kate and Anderson see Matt the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it's very fair playing fields, I guess. Yeah, sort of. I, I don't know. And interestingly, no one thinks to just, like, talk to Matt about it. Right. Or anything, of course, because <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I don't know. Who was your favorite character? <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know that I would say that I had a favorite. I guess maybe the theater teacher. I liked her a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I mean. I just. I related to Kate so much, but also cringed at Kate so much. And I feel like I felt mm-hmm. like that about a lot of the characters. Well, that's how I felt with Kate and Anderson. Right. Because they were both handling the situation, like, so poorly. Right. I was like, you guys could... Well, and this is the thing. Like, it would do that for a chapter where they would, like, fight over it. Mm-hmm. And then literally in the next chapter... By the way, the chapters are, like, two pages long. Yes. <laughs> but in the next chapter, they would make up. Right. 
like very quickly. So like I there was say, two... I really felt like it was very true to how two 16 or 17 year olds would handle yeah. a situation like that. Whether yeah. that makes a good story to read, I don't know, but I felt like it was I very think... realistic. Well, so I do think it's realistic, but in terms of a book, I think some people are going to find it pretty repetitive mm-hmm. because that happens very frequently. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, one of the worst things in a book that I hate is just like miscommunication. Yeah. And basically, Kate and Anderson, that's their whole thing. Right. It's just they can't talk it out for some reason. Right. Again, it's very set in realism, but it's... I don't know. Right. Uh, if you don't like Becky Albertalli's writing or whatever, you're probably going to get exhausted. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It felt like, it. yeah, basically, like, Kate will say something. She'll, she'll like, overthink what she says, and then say, she'll say something she doesn't really mean, and then she, or she'll not say the whole of what she means, and then she's upset about the way that Anderson responds to the thing that she didn't really mean, and she's, like looking into his movements and and that was a big thing is that like they supposedly know each other so well that kate can read every move he makes and know exactly Mm -hmm. what he's thinking which is of course is not real and yeah i mean you're and you're in kate's head the whole time and truly like a teenage girl she is very like self-centered and she really thinks you know (laughs) not a lot about the people around her so yeah. that's like, yeah, the characters don't get expanded upon too, too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I feel like. What else is there to talk about with Becky, this book? Becky Albertelli gets teenagers like really, really well. I guess maybe she just remembers. Well, and it's almost scary like how well she can write as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Because literally her books sound like if you were actually talking to a teenager like nowadays. Right. Like it's very simple English, but there's actually like really good humor in there. And um, I don't know. She like gets the slang really well. Yeah. Although one thing I will say is get ready to read the term F boy. Oh my gosh. Like at least 500 times. Uh-huh. At least 500, maybe more. Right. Yeah, there was a that's like a huge thing. Surprising amount of cursing for a, a book that was very fluffy. And yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna say I feel like you know she she gets teenagers so well she writes so realistically in that voice, and it works so well to go through the really heart wrenching parts of being a teenager. But mm-hmm. this book, it's just like so superficial like like we said it really doesn't go through a serious struggle it's just like stupid teenage relationships and friendships and so it just kind of feels like oh who cares (laughs) a little bit like (laughs) gosh calm down what's the point (laughs) he's just a boy it's always just a boy (laughs) yeah yeah i mean there is like one twist in this book i would say but like and it kind of caught me off guard, but other than that, like, I don't really feel like this book went anywhere. Yeah. I'll have- you know, for it being 400 pages, it didn't really, like, do much. Okay. It was just kind of, like, follow Kate and Anderson in the day of their lives. Yes, and, like, the <laughs> you know? preparation of their 
their play. I definitely right. like really enjoyed the parts talking about the the musical and everything. It it was very like sweet to me and brought back a lot of memories. Um and it felt very like realistic. A lot of like media that talks about being a theater kid like makes it seem like everyone is putting on these crazy huge like off-Broadway productions <laughs> and everyone's super skilled and the sets and costumes are amazing and nothing ever goes wrong except in Riverdale when people get literally killed on oh my God. on the stage. I started re-watching Riverdale. <laughs> I can't do I it anymore. I love that show so much. Ugh, I've spent so much time watching that show and I just can't bring myself to do it anymore. <laughs> Oh my god! I actually <laughs> got uh, one of our friends hooked on it. Who? Like um, Hillary? Really? Oh. Li- literally, I was like, Hillary, you're gonna love it. It's so bad, it's good. And she like watched all four seasons, mm-hmm. like within like probably a month. And I saw her the next time, and she's like, Brendan, I love Riverdale. Is it's, there like, really my only favorite been show now? Four seasons. Oh my god! But their seasons are like twenty episodes long. So long. I feel like it's been so. on for eight hundred years. <laughs> It got renewed for three more. Of course it did. <laughs> I feel like I was burned so hard by Pretty Little Liars that now I can't, like, I'm scared to invest time in a show like that that doesn't make any sense and has so many twists and turns. <laughs> I never watched Pretty Little Liars. Don't do it. I know. I won't. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I cannot stand, like, the old... I, I don't know, they just... So the one great thing about Riverdale is it's a very pretty show. Mm-hmm. Like aesthetically, it's shot very well. Okay, and the lighting's really good. It's just like it's very pretty. Sure. And you know, I tried watching um, the Vampire Diaries, uh, Gossip Girl. Um, I didn't try Pretty Little Liars, but I, I watched all these like iconic, like you know, huge teen shows that went on for so long, uh-huh. and they are just shot so <laughs> ugly yeah and I, I i can't i can't stand it so and maybe that's something that's keeping me with riverdale honestly maybe that's uh, just a really pretty show to watch that is but. very true i will say gossip girl what it lacks in camera angles it's actually filmed in new york city and really? the scenery is so gorgeous i mean gossip girl's ridiculous like the plot is just <laughs> atrocious but it's so iconic aren't they all though they yes uh, all those teen shows are. they're all um i never watched vampire <laughs> diaries and i won't be um pretty little liars i was so invested for so long i mean i was a teenage girl you know when it was coming out so and I continued to watch it after I graduated and everything. Ashley and I watched the finale together and we were so <laughs> upset because it was like Game of Thrones level bad. Like the finale was atrocious. Oh. After I never a watched time Game jump, of, Thrones. of course. Oh. Again, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched one, like the first episode of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's not my thing. Yeah. You know, it is a lot, like a ton of information. Well, and also if, like, a series that I haven't begun mm-hmm. is, like, over, like, three seasons, it's just a no. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to invest it. I'm not starting. Uh, it's just, no. It's just a no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, I was going to say, should we talk spoilers? I, there's not really much to spoil with this book. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other non-spoiler things I, I did okay so i did like the relationship between kate and her brother it was like sweet i yeah so 
honestly, the development for it doesn't really come in until like the last 50 pages. Yeah. But I do think it is a really sweet ending, and I don't know. I You don't really see much sibling stuff mm-hmm. like in YA or just in books in general, sure. so I, I really like that as well. Mm-hmm. Unless they're twins. Especially they're twins. since Kate overthinks about everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I liked them. And it was like cute like they didn't hate each other and they weren't super mean to each other but it also wasn't like saccharine and like unrealistic right Right. yeah i'm trying to think of what else yeah i don't know okay so brandy and reina uh-huh i don't i don't know who those people are (laughs) right yeah so brandy and reina are like the other friends in the friend group and they just kind of show up a couple times like on the first day of yeah. school because they're telling them about the summer camp and then there's like an outfit picking out scene later and they're like mentioned off t- offhand a couple of times um and for some reason Kate is like really convinced that her brother has a crush on one of the um one yeah. of the friends um well that's the thing I feel like Becky Albertelli kept starting stuff with those side characters mm-hmm. with Brandy and Reyna but it never led anywhere right like it never actually like developed into a subplot at all. Uh-huh. It was, just, it was like, just like small little things here and there. Yeah, something to throw in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really really it. I like he, like he said, you you'll start it in three chapters and you're going to know exactly how it ends. Yeah. But, but you'll probably like if so if you've read a, Be- a Becky Albertelli book before, I think and, and you've enjoyed it, then I think you'll like Kate and Waiting. Mm-hmm. But I would not say make this your first Becky Albertalli book whatsoever. I mean, or do, because then maybe you'll be even more impressed with the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad book at it's all, not. but it's just, um, I think, I don't know, Becky Albertalli has such like a big name in YA now. Like this was like an instant bestseller mm-hmm. that I just think people may be underwhelmed yeah. if they pick this one up first that's true yeah i don't know i just felt like it it just could have been more you know it could have been more and not to say that she has to write the same kind of story every time and it it is a fun read and i think again i think it would be good for you know younger people um i just require a little bit more personally nowadays (laughs) (laughs) now that i'm getting up there in years (laughs) Well, did you ever read any of her co-written books? Mm-mm. Because she she released Leah on the offbeat, and then she just co-wrote like two books, and then now this one. Yeah. So the first one was like, "What if it's us?" Uh huh. You... No, I I did yeah. not um, read any of those. I feel like so. I read both of them, and definitely my favorite parts of them were her sections. But, I don't know, it definitely, like, after reading both of them, I was kind of scared for her next solo project, because it just, she seemed very reliant on the other authors Mm -hmm. in those books to, like, develop the plot, and because, like, you can clearly see um, when the other author is written, I think both of them are dual point of view, Mm -hmm. and so, um... Yeah, I, I was kind of nervous to read this, honestly. Yeah. Because I didn't think it would hold up, but 
I'm happy to say it held up enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It was good. So what was yeah. the twist that you weren't expecting? Because I was surprised that you said that. Okay, so this is like kind of a spoiler. But again, if you've read 50 pages, you'll know. Um, whenever Andy revealed that he had been dating Matt for like two weeks. Okay, yeah, I guess that was kind of a twist. You're right. I didn't like, like expect I knew, that. Like I knew Andy and Matt were going to get together. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just, like, once Noah came into the picture, I was like, okay, well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, this is the end. He literally <laughs> but, uh, calls her little Garfield, like, two seconds into them talking. Yeah. Like, exactly. And she's going to pretend <laughs> she didn't know he had a crush on her. Please. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I expected them to get together, but I didn't expect them to get together so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, whenever he said, we've been dating for the last two weeks, I was like, oh. That's kind of, I don't know. I felt like I was in Kate's shoes. Like it was just like, you've been talking to somebody for two weeks and they kept something that big from you. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I did think that that was like kind of like, and then they justified it because Matt like wasn't ready to like be out apparently. Yeah. But. Oh, there's the substance. Sort of. (laughs) That's like the only, that's like two seconds that it's mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. At the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, it was a little rude. Yeah. It was a little rude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just not tell her, especially because just, Anderson knew very well right. that he, she really, really. Well, and, like, so we don't see every second of these characters' lives, obviously, but at that point, Matt was living with Kate. Like, right. was there no clue? <laughs> <laughs> like, anywhere? I don't know. It was just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I wasn't, like, for sure that, um, that's my dogs, sorry. I wasn't for sure that Kate was going to end up with Noah, but I figured, like, probably. It was just kind of like, I mean, obviously one of them was going to end up with Matt. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to end up one of two ways. I thought um, either Noah was trying to get close to Kate to then try and get to Anderson. Oh, that would have been interesting. You know. That would, I would yeah. not have expected that. Right. So I was thinking that or I was thinking the obvious, like, Noah's going to get with Kate and Matt's going to get with Andy. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being the, you know, the obvious one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, that's Kate in waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. They, there's a solid like 200 pages of Kate and Anderson both trying to talk to Matt and hang out with him and him like hanging out with them separately and together. And then right. Kate also ending up in situations where she's hanging out with Noah and Noah very clearly likes her and she's like completely oblivious. Right. Oh my god, I just remembered something. So, my, um, I don't know if you have, like, a favorite scene of this book, because there are literally so many of them, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, my favorite scene, like, one scene that I just thought was so well written and so cute Mm -hmm. was, um, Kate and Matt's first kiss. It was, like, on stage, Mm -hmm. they were playing their roles, and, like, the drama teacher was being extra. Yes. Honestly. But then, whenever they kissed, all the lights went out, and the power went out, and I was just like, oh my god. 
Yeah. Like, that's so cliche, but it's just, like, you can't help but swoon over it. Right. Yeah, that was very cute. <laughs> I thought that whole, like, that whole stage kiss thing was very well done and, like, cute. And also, like, again, brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> I had one whole stage kiss, and it was, like, a huge deal. And, like, I was dating my now husband and the person I was supposed to kiss was dating another person in theater class and she was like super upset about it and it was <laughs> awkward and he was gross and like it was just oh yeah God. it was a whole it's a whole thing oh theater kids theater kids <laughs> I know I know oh my god I thought that the like I don't know I kind of liked that this was like Kate I don't know that Kate wasn't like a Rachel Berry from Glee but then at the same time I never I never watched Glee but I know what you're talking about exactly yeah I've heard enough about it right she just like (laughs) thinks she's awesome and like too good for everybody right (laughs) yeah but then Anderson no Kate was like like that Kate kind of was like um humbled a little bit because she knew like, she wasn't the most talented. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of, it, it was a good perspective because she, like, constantly doubted herself and she was like, I can't sing. Yeah. You know? And then Noah, you know, gaslighting her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, how did, I want to know how they had so many boys in their theater class. Because that, that was, right. uh, that's always a struggle. There's usually, like, 15 <laughs> girls to two boys. <laughs> i forget how noah even got into that class he just like he explains that he, because he broke his arm he had to like transfer out of pe or something and that was the only class that fit in his schedule or a class that fit in but his like schedule. i don't know in the first like few chapters it like mentions that like you have to have, like, a written slip to get into the class or something. Like, you know, you have to be, like, chosen by the teacher almost. Right. Like, you have to audition because, for it. But then I think yeah. for whatever reason that, like, wasn't the... Because because they made a, like, they made show choir a class. So they were, like, weren't making the numbers that they wanted to. So they were kind mm. of just letting anybody in. Yeah. Because that's how Anderson was able to, like, transfer into it. Yeah, he just transferred in real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was a point of contention. And then it's like the end of the world because like they do all sorts of bonding exercises and like know each other so oh well God. and Kate doesn't get to part to be a part of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I think that's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It was a fast read. It was fun. Lots of theater references, which I enjoyed. Yes. Um, a lot of F-boy references. Yes. F-boy, of course, is fuckboy, meaning the jocks. Right. Which are... Just get through the first, just get through the first couple chapters, because she says it a lot yeah. in the first couple chapters, and then it just, like, occasionally brought up. Yeah. Well, so there is a callback 
to the jock crowd doing something really mean to Kate and like filming her singing oh, yeah. her little talent show thing and posting Who it online. Who does that? I know. <laughs> so rude. It was so unrealistic. She was like, they made a whole Instagram account just to make fun of me. I'm like, who has the time to do <laughs> who has that? The time? <laughs> also, show me one teenager, like one single one who didn't do something embarrassing if they were in the talent show. Like everyone did something exactly. embarrassing. Every year we had somebody like some white dude that beatboxed for three minutes like that's so embarrassing (laughs) but that's what all that's what they were all like i don't even think my high school had a talent show honestly they were excruciating every time yeah i i I couldn't imagine my high school was also huge though yeah mine was not so maybe yeah (laughs) anyway do you want to announce our next book? Yeah, so we are going to read um, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which I am very excited about because that's another author that Same. we both love a lot. Yes, and hopefully, I think, you know, our next podcast episode should come a little quicker than this one. Hopefully, yeah. And hopefully we'll have a little bit more to talk about. I bet we will because I could talk about The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo for two days straight. Right. Same, <laughs> so same. I think I may actually like tab this time because I was actually going to try tabbing Kate and waiting. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I have nothing to tab. Yeah, there was no <laughs> no reason to do it. Yeah, I might I might do the same thing. Try to like keep track of stuff. I did that a little bit with Midnight Sun and then I like didn't use them. So like I, I, I started doing it at the beginning and then I was like, oh my goodness, this is so long. Oh my god, and then try, oh my god, just thinking about trying to tab a touch of darkness. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Good stuff. I keep, I like follow this one girl, like I follow one whole book talk person, and she is constantly talking about a touch of darkness and like other books like it. And I keep going like, ooh, like how much do I want to no and how I... much do i want to hate what i'm reading <laughs> <laughs> see i just don't think new adult is for me whatsoever anymore yeah i've i've read two new adult books this year and i have hated both of them <laughs> what was the other one um it was called nothing more by anna todd it was like a spinoff of the after series mm. it was really really bad <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, it was worse than A Touch of Darkness. <laughs> That's funny. I I picked up some, like, literature books at the library because they, like, all of their popular books are checked out all the time. So I got um, The Goldfinch. Oh, well, that one's long. It is, both of them were really long. I got The Goldfinch and Infinite Jest. I've heard of infinite jest but i can't recall like it's cover or anything it is so long like super long yeah apparently it's supposed to be like amazing 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 um so i will hopefully be able to read it i mean the library gives it to you for like five weeks or something so Mm -hmm. well then if well and the goldfinch is so like old Mm -hmm. that you should be able to renew it i doubt it has a bunch of holds on it probably yeah. I'm just reading, I think actually in one of our old podcast episodes, I said I was reading Hummingbird Salamander. Mm. Um, I'm still reading that book. Sorry. 
I am struggling through it. And mm. it's like 300 pages. But I, I'm just... I'm staying positive because I'm like, once I finish this book, I can start Malibu Rising. <laughs> Is it not great? <laughs> it's not bad. It's like very three stars. Okay. It just... um, it So it's by Jeff Vandermeer, who writes pretty much sci-fi and this is like a thriller and i just i don't read thrillers whatsoever and it's like i don't know somebody just trying to like find somebody from their past and they have to go through all these different people to get clues and uh you know they're getting closer and closer and it's just for jeff vandermeer like his books are very speculative they're very weird Mm -hmm. um a lot of weird like nature horror stuff um, and this is just so plain, mm-hmm. you know, it's so like, like I would think, oh, this is definitely like a Ruth Ware book. This is not by Jeff Vandermeer. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm ready for it to be over. I don't want to give up because he may do something crazy at the end, but I'm not really holding out hope anymore. Sure. <laughs> well, hopefully Malibu Rising will be amazing. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, I did. I, I I'm very hopeful. Forgot for that. <laughs> that I was going to start the episode because we were talking about Becky Albertalli by saying that one of my favorite ever memories of hanging out with you was when we went to go see um Simon or we went to go see Love Simon in Tallahassee together. Oh, I do it was remember so that. Fun and like you're the reason that I read the book, and then <clears throat> we bonded over that and over Leah on the offbeat, and that is a huge reason oh. that those are so special to me. Yeah, I remember that. That was like over one weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. You know, I have such great memories with that book and that movie mm-hmm. that just like, I don't know, Becky Albertelli could write like trash and I would still probably love it. Yeah, probably. Just, <laughs> I just, there's just so many great memories about it. And I feel like, I think Ashley went with us. Yes, you did. To the theater. And I just, I don't know, that memory just, I don't know, it's holding our group together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel. It was, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Always makes um, That was such a good movie. It was. Oh, I've seen it so many times. I love it. I own it. Same. Like, I own, like, Same. ten whole movies. And that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, did you ever watch uh, Love, Victor? No, I need to. I really need to. So, it was... It was good. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, like, Love, Simon level. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's really good. And the second season actually comes out, I think, this Friday. Yeah, like, super soon. Yeah. The only problem is it's on Hulu, which, you know, we don't pay for the no ads version. Oh, no. So, (laughs) and the episodes are like 20 minutes long. So it's like Uh, almost the same amount of ads as actual like show time. Yeah. (laughs) I have, I have regular Hulu because I cannot handle ads. I like, I can't. I've always hated commercials. It's 2021. (laughs) <laughs> just get rid of them why am i having to watch commercials my like, family used to get mad at me because i would be watching a show and then i would find something that was like on opposite commercial times so i would be like flipping back and forth so i would be like watching a show and then i when the commercial would come on i would switch to the other channel to like watch that show until that commercial came on and then i would like flip back because i just like hated <laughs> watching commercials so much <laughs> oh my god 
I wish I did that. <laughs> we always just we always just use the DVR. Oh, so okay. like we would record something and the next day just watch it so that we didn't have to sit through commercials because on cable it's like ridiculous mm-hmm. it's like for like one show if it's like 40 minutes long like you have like 20 minutes of commercials mm-hmm. that's so long it's a lot that's why i don't watch riverdale live <laughs> i just wait for the whole season oh, to gosh. come on netflix i know <laughs> i've gotten to the point where i can't even wait between podcast episodes like i listen to a podcast that does like series all the time and i'll just wait until all the episodes come out so i can just listen to them back to oh back my God. <laughs> i didn't realize podcasts had like seasons <laughs> yeah so i mean it depends on the podcast the one that i am talking about um they cover documentaries and so if a documentary like has different parts they'll do an episode for each part um oh. but yeah Gotcha. Yeah, I need to start listening to more podcasts. I just, I watch uh, Frenemies with, uh, do you know H3 and Trisha Paytas? I know who Trisha Paytas is. Yeah, so she did a podcast. Basically, another episode came out today, and I guess it's over. Mm-hmm. I don't know, they got into a fight, and like they were like, this is our last episode, so I don't know. <laughs> I, they've said that like three times, though, so I bet it will be back next week. Sure. Um, but I watched, uh, that podcast and then there's another one. It just started. You should actually really listen to it. Let me look it up real quick. Um, it only has two episodes. Oh, it's called Not Past It. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a Spotify original apparently. I didn't know they made those, but, um, it's really good. Uh, they just talk about like, um, like crazy things that happened, in the past, like, during the week that they're making the episode. Oh, interesting. So, like, yeah. I know one episode was about, like, the AIDS vaccine, Mm -hmm. like, the failed AIDS vaccine, and then the other episode was about, like, Kellogg's. Kellogg's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have, like, a, I have a couple. So I listened to, I haven't listened to it in a little while, but I listened to one called Overdue, which is another book podcast. Um, But they tend to talk about, like, literature and like classics and you know like smart people books and yeah. we're like Kate and waiting right I'm like I can't be bothered to read this so I'm gonna listen to these guys talk about it instead right. um and then they'll do like YA once in a while they did a series where they did all the Twilight books and oh my gosh was it like the funniest thing I've ever heard um and then I listened to True Crime Obsessed which they cover documentaries like true crime documentaries obviously and it's like a comedy podcast um they're really funny honestly I feel like true crime kind of revitalized podcasts yes for sure you know I feel like that's when podcasts got really popular was when everybody started talking about true crime yeah I mean it was serial which was huge. Yeah, I, yeah. I, fun fact, have never actually listened to all of Serial. However, the case that Serial is about, I am obsessed with. And they have a... So the the case... So Serial is about Adnan Syed and the murder of Heyman Lee. So um, Serial was made because Rabia Chaudhry, who is good friends with Adnan and his family, went to Sarah Koenig about the case. And then Sarah kind of did her her thing and then rabia made a podcast with two other lawyers because rabia is an attorney as well called undisclosed like going through the case like super nitty-gritty all the evidence and all the 
court proceedings and stuff and it's like so many episodes long and i have listened to all of it like twice through at least i'm like really i (laughs) i actually have never listened to that yeah serial yeah serial i i don't know i'm not a huge fan of true crime because it freaks me out (laughs) yeah but um i don't know i see i watch too much booktube so i don't really make time to watch or listen to book podcasts mm-hmm. like the one you were talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I I haven't really explored podcasts. I just don't know when I would listen to them, mm-hmm. you know? I listen to them in the car, which, you know, you work from home, so you probably don't spend a lot of time in your car. Right. But well, I, and also, if I'm in the car, I just listen to music. Yeah. I, I go back and forth. Like, you know, sometimes I listen to music, but I listen to podcasts a lot because I am in the car a lot. Um, yeah. Well, you live in Atlanta. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. A lot of driving. I'm going to be listening to a lot of podcasts as I drive to Tallahassee this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, my God. If we finish Malibu Rising before this weekend, we can have an IRL podcast. I know. I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Right. That'd be so professional. The recording would probably be all messed up. <laughs> probably. Because both of our voices would be picked up. We'd, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that would work. Oh, I guess you know. we could just use one microphone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be fun, though. That would. We'll, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, let's see if I can finish Hummingbird Salamander by that time. Uh, and and then, then also Malibu right, Rising. And then Malibu Rising. <laughs> or maybe I could just read uh, Hummingbird Salamander. Oh my god. Okay, so we have nothing to talk about with Kate and waiting. Wait until you read Hummingbird <laughs> Salamander. Our podcast will be like five minutes long. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, please don't buy this book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, now that we've rambled for an extra 15 minutes about not yeah. the book, <laughs> we will see you or not see you. We will talk to you when we talk to you. Yes, and uh, Malibu Rising. Very excited for it. Very exciting. Yes. <laughs> and maybe we will be in person with maybe. each other and obviously let's, not with anyone else. Let's try and stay optimistic about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. We see the 15 unique listeners. Yes, we appreciate <laughs> you, you lovely yes. handful of individuals so much. Yes. <laughs> okay, Bye. see y'all later.